The COVID-19 pandemic stopped the return to Manila programs, but the teachings of John Carter continue. From his Los Angeles studio, John Carter takes on the important message of the Antichrist in action. What must we understand about the Antichrist in today's new world? Here is John Carter. Hi friend, I'm John Carter. Welcome today. One of the fastest growing religious movements in the world today is atheism. It is a religious movement. It's represented by the great professor from Oxford University, Professor Richard Dawkins, who wrote the book, The God Delusion. I know a little bit about atheism because I've been to Russia in the days of the Soviet Union. I've been to Russia and Ukraine 50 times. And while I was there, I spoke to tens of thousands of communists and atheists. In Ukraine, I spoke to a famous professor who came to my meetings, who used to indoctrinate the young people in the army in the tenets of atheism. Now today, I want to say to my atheistic friends, would you please, please give me a hearing? Because I want to present to you today some amazing facts. Now, I believe in science, absolutely. But I also believe in the facts of history. That is also a type of science. I want to say thank you so much for joining me today, especially our viewers on Roku, Amazon Fire, and the other great networks around the world. So thank you for joining us today. Today, I'm going to talk about the great prophecy of the Old Testament written two and a half thousand years ago in the great city of Babylon. Listen very, very carefully to me because this is really a, a remarkable, a, a, a truly remarkable statement. Here it is. I want you to think about this and then you'll see where I'm going in the talk today. If, that's a big if, I give it to you. If genuine prophecy exists, then the main issues of life are met. Now, the Bible claims to have genuine prophecy. And I put it to you, my friends, that if genuine prophecy really does exist, then the main issues of life are met. Because if there is genuine prophecy, then really there's got to be the supernatural. There's got to be God. Let me make this plain. I believe in evidence. I don't believe in faith in faith. I believe in faith in the evidence. And today I want you to consider with me the evidence. Now, please remember the big questions we are going to try to answer today if we're going to have meaningful lives. Number one, who, who am I? I've had hundreds of thousands of Russians back in the days of the Soviet Union when it was collapsing ask me, who am I? Am I 
a cosmic accident? Am I an animal? Am I a machine? I would tell vast crowds of people and the professors from Moscow University, you are not an animal, you are not a machine. You are a child of God. Where did I come from? Am I a son of the slime? Did I come through the apes or am I a son of God? Um, also, think about this. Why am I here? Am I here simply to suck the orange dry? Where am I going? Is death the end of existence? Or is there something after death? But listen, but if there's genuine prophecy, if there is, I put it to you today. I put it to Richard Dawkins and all the rest of the great atheists. If there is genuine prophecy, then the main issues of life, the main issues of our age are met. And the Bible claims to be a book of genuine prophecy, but don't believe me today. I want you simply to see with your own eyes and to hear with your own ears and to get the evidence. Now, I'm going to take this very ancient book and I'm going to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 46 and verse 10. And this goes back, oh, about two and a half thousand years ago, uh, even, even more than that, Isaiah, chapter 46 and verse 10. And I, I want you, please, to listen, if you don't mind, to the words. It says declaring the end from the beginning. That's a bit astounding, isn't it? The Bible claims to have the amazing ability to tell the end from the beginning. In other words, it says it can see into the future. That's a great answer to atheism, if it is so. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. The Bible claims that there is a divine hand in history and the Bible claims to have the supernatural ability to tell the end from the beginning. Come with me now on an amazing search for truth and reality and I invite my atheistic friends to come along with me. Remember the statement, if genuine prophecy exists, then the main issues of the age and the main issues of life are met. Because if there is, I say if, if there is genuine prophecy, then there must be a supernatural. And if there is a God, I know where I came from. You with me? I know why I am here and I know why I am going. I am not then an animal or a machine. Listen. One of the greatest prophecies in the Bible comes from about two and a half thousand years ago. It was written by a Jewish prophet by the name of Daniel. And he was living and serving as prime minister in the great kingdom of Babylon. 
It is a prophecy of Daniel chapter 7, verses 2 and 3, that describes the history of the world in advance. You say, I don't believe it. Well, I don't expect you to believe it until you hear the evidence. And this is the great prophecy that describes not only the history of the world, but it talks about the great antichrist of Bible prophecy that actually was the main reason that atheism arose in the world because atheism arose as a reaction against a terrible church, a persecuting church, and a corrupt state. And so that is why this prophecy talks about the great counterfeit. Now, we're going to come over in the book of Daniel. This is an amazing book. There's nothing quite like the book of Daniel. And I'm going to turn in the book of Daniel to chapter 7 and verses 2 and 3, and these words are about 2,500 years old. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw on my vision by night. Behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. What on earth does it mean? As Daniel is having this vision, which he claims came from God, he sees the sea lashed into fury, and then he sees four great beasts coming up from the turbulent waters, and finally there arrives upon the scene the great nefarious Antichrist. Listen, because we've got to lay down some ground rules. You're listening to me. In the great prophecies, my friend, God described the nations as animals and as ravenous beasts. In Daniel chapter 7, you have God's description of the nations in cartoon form. We do the same today. We talk about America as being the eagle and Great Britain the lion. And so when you go to the prophecies of the Bible, you find that God, the almighty creator, speaking through the prophet, describes the history of the world in cartoon form. I say now, once again, so you don't forget it, who is this Daniel? Hebrew prince from Jerusalem, living in Babylon. When did he, when did he live? He lived about two and a half thousand years ago. Now, the question is, you've got these great beasts, but what do these great beasts, somebody tell me, what do they represent? Daniel chapter 7 and verse 17 gives us the interpretation. Daniel 7 and verse 17. Those great beasts, have you got it? Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. The Bible is its own interpreter and the Bible says that these four great beasts that we're going to talk about today and that you can see on this great screen, the lion, the bear, and also the leopard, and then this terrible monster, and then the ten horns, 
and finally the rise of the Antichrist. The Bible says that these are symbolic of the powers of the world. So the four beasts, this is history in advance, but you be the judge. Don't believe it just because I'm saying it. Daniel chapter 7 and verse 4, here we go. Beast number 1, Daniel 7 and verse 4, it says, first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off. It was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart was given to it. The first beast in this great Bible prophecy is the winged lion that you can see here. And this great winged lion, what a beauty he is. Goodness me, what a beauty this lion is. The Bible tells me very, very plainly, this was the great kingdom of Babylon. I can give you so much evidence because this prophecy comes to us from Babylon. The great kingdom of Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar was the great power of its day. It was like the United States of America, feeling completely invincible, unchallenged, and it ruled the world, history tells me. Now, this is not theology. People say, you're talking, you're talking religion. I'm not talking religion, I'm talking history. I'm talking the science of history. And Babylon ruled the world from 605 to 538 BC. Was it really a great kingdom? Yes, it was. How do I know? I know from the science of history, and I know because I have been there. You been there? Yeah, how many times you been there? I've been there many, many times. I've been to the famous Ishtar Gate, which was named after the moon goddess. I've been there. I've taken a television crew to Babylon. I went there in the days of Saddam. Got myself arrested by Saddam, placed under house arrest. I've had some amazing experiences. I've been to the old ruins of Babylon and I've seen the cuneiform writing with my own eyes. We're not talking here about theology. We are not talking here about churchiness. We are not talking here about religion. We are talking here about history. You hear what I'm saying? This was the great city that was placed on River Euphrates. Hey, I want you to see this. This is the Nabonidus inscription. I don't have too much time to tell you about it. But you see, skeptics said that Belshazzar didn't exist because all the chronicles said that Nabonidus was the last king of Babylon. And then they discovered this beautiful cuneiform inscription and it says Nabonidus, uh, the father of Belshazzar. I've been to these places over and over and over again and I can testify concerning the historical accuracy of the ancient scriptures. And so the Bible tells me there was a great power by the name of Babylon that ruled the world from 605 to 538 BC and it was likened in the Bible prophecy to the winged lion. That's the first beast of Daniel 7. The second one, Daniel 7 
and verse 5. Are you folks listening to me? Have you, are you listening to this today? Daniel 7 and verse 5. And suddenly another beast, a second, like a bear. It was raised up on one of its sides. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said, thus to it, arise, devour much flesh. After the line came the rapacious bear. History tells, and remember, these beasts represent the kingdoms of the world, and this is history in advance. Because Babylon, who thought themselves, the Babylonians thought themselves indestructible, they thought they were invincible. Babylon was going to be overthrown by the rapacious bear, the three ribs, Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt. And uh, Medo-Persia came upon the world scene, led firstly by the great Cyrus the Great, and Babylon was overthrown, look at this, 538, and ruled the world to 330 BC. You say, this is, no, please. This is not theology. Talking now to people like Richard Dawkins. I'm talking to our great audience around the world. How do I know it's true? Because I've been there. I'm not asking you to believe uh, on the basis of blind faith. Uh, Richard Dawkins says that we people just don't have any evidence that we, we simply have this thing that's called faith. Well, he's got faith too because he believes in what he thinks, you see. That's what you call faith. But I believe in a faith that is based not upon my feelings and not upon the teachings of some church. I believe in a faith that is based upon evidence. I've been to Persia, we call it today, Iran. Been to Persepolis, uh, studied the ancient Persian kings. This was one of the greatest empires in the history of the world. Firstly, it was Babylon. That was the line, and after Babylon came the kingdom of Medo-Persia, likened in the scriptures to the rapacious bear that had three bleeding ribs in its mouth, Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt. I have seen these things with my own eyes. I know it is the truth, because seeing is believing. I'm telling you today. Now we come to Daniel 7. And verse 6, now we come to the next beast, which would be the next empire in the world. After this, I looked, and there was another like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. This is the next great kingdom that comes upon the world scene. Firstly, there was Babylon, the lion. Then there was Medo-Persia, the bear. And then there came the next great world empire, which was Greece, that initially was led by that mighty conqueror, Alexander the Great, and Greece ruled the world. Now, are you sure about this? Of course I'm sure about it. How do I know? Because I've been there. Because I've seen it. This is not theology. This is not what some church teaches. No, no, no. This is history. And this was the power of Alexander the Great, the power of Greece, 
and the kings that came after Alexander the Great that ruled the world from about 330 until about 160 BC. And if you go there today, if you go to Greece, you will see the remnants of Alexander's kingdom. It is true. It is a fact. If you go to Greece, you'll see the remnants of the mighty Grecian Empire. You will see the Parthenon. Of course, the word Parthenon comes from the Greek word Parthenos that refers to the, the virgin, the female. And they worship the Queen of Heaven. And the cult of the Queen of Heaven later on was to come into the Christian church. It was not taught in the Bible, but it came to us from the Greeks and the Persians and the Babylonians and the Egyptians. But if you go to this part of the world, you will see the remnants of one of the greatest empires that has ever ruled the world. And that is the empire that is likened to the leopard with the four wings. And people say to me, what about these four wings? Well, the wings represent rapidity. Alexander conquered the whole world with great speed. Nobody was quite like Alexander. Conquered the world in just a few years. But everybody thinks their kingdom is going to last. You know that. And when Alexander was dying, and he died as just a young man, his generals crowded around his bed and they said, Alexander, who shall have the kingdom after you? Alexander said, it shall go to the strongest. And after a number of years, his kingdom was divided among his four warring generals. Would you like to know their names? Well, I can tell you their names. Cassander, Lysimachus, Seleucus, and Ptolemy. The question is, of course, I say to the skeptic, how did Daniel know all of this? You say, it's just a case of interpretation. Please, please, please. It's not a case of interpretation. It is a case of simply looking at the facts. You had Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece. But Greece also came to an end. You see, God sees the end from the beginning. Now it starts to get rather interesting. Daniel 7 and verse 7. Written two and a half thousand years ago, listen as though your life depended on it, brother, sister. Daniel 7, verse 7. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold her, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces, and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Now the question is, and I simply go to the historian. After Babylon came Medo-Persia, then you have Greece, and now we have this awful dragon beast and I've asked audiences around the world, including hundreds of thousands of communists and atheists in Russia, 
What was the power that came after Greece that conquered the whole wide world and that was likened to this dreadful monster and audiences around the world, atheists, Buddhists, Hindus, Muslims, and every other faith or no faith, every audience has thundered back and they've said to me, Rome. The Iron Monarchy of Rome. And of course they're right. This was the great power of the Caesars that came upon the world scene around 160 and ruled for about 300 AD. Been there so many times. I guess you've been there too. So many of us have gone to Rome. We have seen the remains of the mighty Roman Empire. We have seen the the works, the tremendous works of the ancient Romans. Uh, We have seen when we've gone there how this was the power that actually destroyed the city of Jerusalem. Did you know the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans was actually predicted in the prophecies of the Bible? You say, I don't believe it. Well, if I have time to show it to you, I think you will believe it. You see, I'm talking today to atheists and believers and whoever. I want you to know today that we have reason to believe in God because of the evidence that we find in the prophecies of the Bible. Now, very soon, we're going to have a little break in a few moments, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the great Roman Empire, and I'm going to talk about the power that came after the Roman Empire, which became the Antichrist, and then I'm going to tell you what Bible prophecy teaches about the next world ruler. Don't go away. I'll be back soon. The Carter Report is now streaming on demand for you. Now you can have the teachings of John Carter anytime, day or night. By streaming The Carter Report, there is more content for you to choose from, and it's easy. If you are new to streaming, all you need to do is purchase a streaming device. It doesn't really matter which one. You can buy a Roku, Amazon Fire, or Apple TV from any major retailer. You or a family member can plug the device into your TV and sign in to your internet connection. Do a search for the Carter Report and download the app to your device. From then on, your device and the Carter Report app can provide you with hundreds of on-demand programs. You can also take the Carter Report with you wherever you go. The official free Carter Report mobile app can be downloaded to your phone or tablet. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the app. Additionally, you can find Carter Report programs on your favorite podcast. You can also watch us on Vimeo or YouTube. Type the Carter Report in the search box. 
You can watch hundreds of uninterrupted John Carter teachings whenever you want, for as many hours as you want. Travel with John Carter as he circles the globe to bring the gospel to millions of people. Watch the Carter Classics from over 50 years of ministry and gain knowledge from stimulating interviews with Christian leaders. You now have multiple ways to watch the Carter Report. And once you start streaming, you'll find comfort in having these teachings readily available to you whenever and wherever you want for free. Welcome to the inspirational world of John Carter. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.